Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, we have a few guests on the show tonight, a couple, as a matter of fact. Um, one that's played a lot of football and one that really wants to play a lot of football. Uh, she just won, uh, this is just her second year, but she's a big uh, football fan. So we got a couple of guests for you. Be calling in in about 30 minutes to start with. Uh, a lady named uh, Megan uh, Garza Glass. And Junior uh, Gendelsberg. So I uh, look forward to talking to both of them um, and uh, talk some women's football. That's what we like to do around here. Uh, practice is in full swing, I guess, for, uh, well, I know a few teams, maybe not, but it is here. Um, we've been practicing a couple of days a week, and even though it's been really cold. Uh, snowing right now here in Piney Flats, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of snowing around all around us here uh, pretty good. And it's been tough for us to get practice in. It's been so dang cold and rainy and wet. And I had to call off a practice last or two Thursdays ago. And anybody that knows me uh, knows that don't, uh, uh, don't happen very often. So... It had to be really bad for for that to happen. So, um, but um, you know, still early in the year, and I don't. I mean, everybody's sick enough as it is, and uh, we're trying not to get anybody any sicker. And try to keep everybody as healthy as we can. So, uh, really, really looking forward to this year. Like I said before, we've got some. Uh, New girls, some that have played and some that have not played. Um, everybody likes to use the term rookie. I guess you can call them that if they've never played. I myself ain't real fond of it, but it is what it is. Um, we've got a scrimmage in a, a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks, and we're really, uh, really looking forward to that, see what we got instead of meeting up on each other and practice every day. Um, I'm not a I'm not a fan of that either. I know people say, you know, hey, crazy, you, you know, how do you how do you get better and do things? And and it is tough. But I'm gonna tell you something. When I when I was in school, we were we seemed to be a lot harder on each other than we were in the games, and that seems to be uh, what happens with us because you know most of the time the uh, 
Daryl's playing defense, also play offense, and they know all the plays and routes. I mean, as soon as the girls start to route, they know what's going to run, and it always they always seem to cover them real um, close or whatnot. But um, I, I mean, we do do some of it, but I'm I'm not a huge fan of it. So uh, we like I like just we're getting reps after reps after reps. Uh, really working on everybody knowing the plays, knowing your position, knowing what to do on every single play. That's the last thing I ask them every time we break up. You know what to do. Now's the time to ask. Um, and, you know, that's the best thing about these controlled scrimmages, and that's just what uh, we're going to do here at this, at least this first one, is uh, we're going to have a uh, some coaches on the field and, We'll run 10 offensive plays and then turn the ball over and let them run 10. Uh, we'll do that probably four times each and then maybe move to the red zone for 10 each. So, um, and those kind of things really, really work good. And, uh, you know, like I say, you get to control it and um, you ain't under, uh, you know, no play clock where, you know, you can stop scream, uh, stop and uh, go over, stop the scrimmage and go over your mistakes and, walk through them and stuff like that. So um, we like to, or I personally like those really well. Um, you know, the, I usually like to have a couple of those and then maybe one that's really like a game where you can get in a sort of a rhythm and if you don't move the ball, then, you, you know, they play defense and you got to learn to get up to the uh, ball on the play clock. So, um, but it's early in the year, like I say, and uh, we still got some young girls that uh, are just now really starting to jail, just really starting to come around. Um, you know, it's anything you go um, in, in anything new, job, you know, somebody wants you to come and uh, uh, eat with them, and you don't know many people there. Just anything you go to, you're you know you're always hesitant, a little nervous about that kind of stuff. So, you know, we try to really, really welcome every single person that comes to our team, whether they played before for somebody else or uh, they're brand new, whatever the case. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't um, try to try to single anybody out and or not give anybody the same amount of attention or, or none of that. So um, we're real, you know, the whole team is, has got that mindset. We're all about being serious here and wanting to win. And if you're jealous or you've got a grudge or whatever, then there's no use you play for me. So we like to, uh, anybody that wants to play for us and, um, I don't go out here hunting other players, but if they come here wanting to play and they've not signed a contract to play anywhere else, then they won't play. They won't be good, but yeah, we're going to put them on the roster. So um, that's what happens. I mean, we lose players every year. So, I mean, it's just, just the way it is. I mean, it's like the NFL. You know, these, these free agencies, they free agents, they elect to go somewhere else for less or the same money. It's the same kind of deal. You know, some people just like playing for other people better. They, You know, there might be other people like to play for uh, girls like to play for somebody else uh, more than me. Matter of fact, I know four or five that for sure do. So, um, but, you know, just 
Always uh, watch what you do. It ain't always the best move, so uh, just be careful when you when you do that. So uh, you know we're gonna talk to some of these couple of these girls tonight. One, uh, like I said, played several years and uh, several different leagues and held down a job, I think, and went to school and still made all the practices. And that that to me, that right there is that feels me because. To me, there's nothing more important than practice. Nothing. Um, I can tell you that you know it's who's been who's been to practice and who ain't. Just by when they, uh, of course, I'm there every time. But you know, just when you're running play, uh, the ones that's been there, they know everything to do. We've worked on certain drills. The ones that haven't been, they're real rusty. They don't know exactly what to do. They're, well, that's a new play. I don't remember that. Well, you know, when you ain't here, it's sort of hard to um, learn the plays. And it, and it really slows you down. That's the thing that gets me. If these girls just don't understand that you're not hurting me. You're hurting yourself and your team. And, you know, you ought to have uh, more about you to let both down, yourself and your team. And here, you know, we we try to get together and get a majority what's the best day for most people to make the practices. And I will say this, we're we're really gaining ground on that. Um, Each year we've gained our percentages went up. And this past weekend we had a couple girls – uh, it got snowed in in Nashville. We had, um, I think one that hurt, and I don't know. We had a couple that got injured, or so it was really, really cold. So just first one day, another. We still had uh, probably seventy, seventy-five percent of our players at, at practice, which you know, for the teams that I've seen over the years, that's really good. But uh, I, I like a hundred percent. You know, I, I'm the type that I like to, I like to get everybody there. If you get everybody there, then you can really do some good. You know, you can you can line you up in defense, and and uh, what we do is go to the whistle and we blow a short whistle. Uh, we don't run a touchdown every time, or we're not going to let somebody get their head tore off every time. We like to, you know, let them make a little contact and and then blow the whistle. Um, so. That you know, to me, there's nothing more important than practice. And these two girls I got on here tonight—one I don't really know, but uh, her track record speaks for itself. And one I know really well. And um, she, she's one of the one of the few that I got that I can say, literally, you can tell that it bothers if she does have to miss. And there's been times she drove back a day early from uh, her family or during the holidays or whatever and, and they live in I think Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania so you know that that's what you gotta have I'm, I'm telling you it, getting these girls to practice running repetition after repetition um, you know it is the key and a lot of people don't understand it. You can tell them that, tell them that, tell them that, and they don't understand it. You know, I can uh, uh, remember as a kid growing up, and, and we'd go to practice, and all we'd do is run the same plays over and over and over and over and over. 
And, you know, and if you don't understand it as a kid, you know, and the coaches, well, once you get them really figured out, then you'll really do them, uh, be able to do them good. And, you know, sure enough, we didn't run, but three or four plays. And, but they were effective. That's all we had to run. We did them really good. And I'm a firm believer that if you take seven or eight plays and you master those seven or eight plays from the, from the center to the line, the quarterback, the back, receivers, whatever, and those are the only seven or eight plays you're going to need. I'd rather have seven or eight. I ran, I run really well. If that fifty, I don't do well at all. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of that stuff goes on. You know, a lot of, a lot of people think, oh, you talk women's football, the lingo ain't there. Well, guess what? I ain't got time to spend on these girls trying to get them to figure out what X, Y, and Z, and, and all these routes are. We make it simple. We tell them what they need to hear. Uh, something ain't comprehend, and uh, that's what we run, and it works. Uh, so, who I don't, I never did figure out what the difference was. What you call the play, if it works, and you can do it. So, but a lot of people have those egos, and it, you know, to be able, I guess, to go to the bar, or get on the phone with your buddies, or whatever, and be able to talk all this bull and. Sounds good. Well, I, what sounds good to me is a whistle blowing when they score a touchdown or something. So I'm I'm a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, I just like those reps, reps, reps. Uh, we start our practice every single day with the same thing, every single day. After we warm up, we got a routine we go through every day. We don't we don't skip it. Um, so you know. That's all, all I know is this: when when I got into middle school and high school, and I had an older brother, and, and he got into coaching, and he played college ball, and I went to all those practices and all those games, and then he started coaching after I got out. And all I know is this: they practiced, 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 and it was always the same thing over and over and over. And once you get that down pat, then you can move on. So, you know, there's something to be said about it. Uh, it's just like now he coaches out here, uh, Mary Hughes. And uh, the middle school I talked about on here some, we even actually had Dylan Bartley on here and uh, Riley Nelson from the, the girls' team. And, uh, you know, it's like the other day they played in a tournament on Saturday, and then they – if I'm not mistaken, played again on Monday. Well, guess what? They had a shoot around on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I, 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 they're the best team in the league. They're undefeated, blowing everybody out. And I bet they're the only team that had a practice or shoot around. I'd, I'd bet anything. There, there's a reason you have practice. And I, I get it. I mean, you know, in this type of situation that we're in with women, people have careers and you know, you got jobs and you got kids or you go to school or you got both or all three. I get it. But, you know, I also get that I have a job, uh my wife has a job, uh we have careers and we make it work. Uh we're we we don't miss. You know, that's just the bottom line. We don't miss. Uh, unless there has to be something really, really bad come up for us to miss practice. So, 
I, I get it to a certain point, but you know what, for them type of deal, if you want something bad enough, you usually figure out a way to do it. So I'm I'm sort of right there on the sawhorse of, uh, you know, sea sawhorse going either way because I do understand you got jobs and kids and all that, but, you know, I'm, I'm just, like I said, we got careers and we've had businesses and still got a business and got to this team and a league and uh, we do lots of things. I mean, there, I don't know if there's anybody any busier than we are. Uh, I go watch two nephews play ball as much as I can. Uh, the emperor works a lot of hours, and we still make it happen. So, you know what? I, I sort of get tired of hearing all the, the excuses. And I, I and I don't know this to be a fact, but I, I'd be willing to bet that all these Division one, really good teams. I'm not saying Division three or two can't be really good teams, but those bigger teams that are that are better than the ones than the twos and the threes. I bet they get most of their players to practice, and I bet they practice more than than what we do. Um, so, you know, and I think right now we've got 20 players, uh, the most we've ever had, probably at this point in time in the year. Um, we might keep them off, and you never know. Um, we just lost one last week, and so you don't know how it goes, but, you know, I just I can't. Um, stressing enough, and I'm honest with all these girls. Hey, you gonna come play for me? The biggest thing is, I'm all about practice, and we have um, sort of one day set aside. That's well, I want to call it mandatory, but um, you know, like I say, stuff happens. But it is if you can't make a certain percentage of them, then you can go play somewhere else. I, I mean, if you can't be there. Uh, most of the time, then you don't need to be there any of the time as far as I'm concerned. Uh, somebody behind you may not be as good, but they keep showing up every day. They sure will be. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been had some bad things said about me for that kind of stuff, but, you know, it's just the way it is. I, I want to win, and I want to do it the right way, and there ain't nothing that uh, fires me up more than to, see a team with 30 or so on the roster and have a practice and have four or five show up. And most of them will be linemen and a lineman and a running back and receivers or something. You can't do anything. Um, I know a couple of girls that um, say they, they played for another team. They had 22 on the roster and they'd drive an hour and a half, two hours to practice and they'd be four there. That, that just can't. That just can't happen. Um, so, you know, we're 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 doing better. Um, it's a, you know, it's a process. You take a, a team from ground zero, like we did here. And uh, when I started uh, with this team, we had two players. Eventually, when the year started, we had two players that had played one year each, and that was it. And the rest of them were, were brand new. Uh, then the next year we held three. We only kept three of those. So, you know, we had one um, one player that had two years experience and others had two years, so, or one year. So, you know, it, it's tough. And, you know, I knew it was going to be a process. And people don't realize 
how tough it is. And, you know, I actually uh, was talking to a guy that played college ball, college football the other day, him and his brother both. And his brother, I think, played at Georgia, and this boy played here at TTSU. And uh, he said, man, I don't know how you do it. You know, I, I just don't see how you do it. Take a team from from scratch, you know, not get another uh, organization to change the name and get a bunch of players from another team to start. And you know what? He, he hit the nail right on the head. It's tough. Um, I think if all the people along the way hadn't told me we couldn't do it, <laughs> it would have been a lot, a lot harder because, man, I was, I was determined to, to do it one way or another. And uh, we didn't have many. I think we played our first game of 14 and never played any game with more than 15. And there was a time or two I was was scared. We played one game of 12, and one of them wasn't real healthy. So, um, But but we made it. Well, we went eight and one, so um, we, we did all right. And, you know, the, the girls that's hung in there from – from the beginning, are are really really good. Each time, each year, these girls stay in our program. Uh, they get better, and uh, you know that that's all you can hope for. The best thing is, I you know, if I could keep them all, um, we would be really really good. I mean, we'd be a, a good Division Two team uh, right now instead of a you know a Division Three with not even enough players to even think about Division Two, so, um, but, hey, I'll take it, I'm not complaining, it's just, um, you know, these, I just, I just think every day that, what if they take it as serious as I do, you know, what would, uh, what would we be if, if all the players I've had, and all the players I have now, just the ones I have now, took it as serious as I do, um, you know, we have a one day that's our main practice and it just seems to me you can't figure out all this other stuff you have to do, you can't do it on another day. I don't know. I don't know how these other teams do it. Um not getting many there. I don't see how they keep coaches. I don't I don't understand how you can call yourself a coach and be fine with that. You know, I'm never gonna be fine with the day did I become uh, being fine with players not showing up for practice to be the day I hang it up? Um, you can bet. Cause I'm, I'm never going to be fine with it. So um, the, to have these girls on here tonight, uh, sort of what sparked this whole conversation and, um, and women's football is the, the, the Megan girl, woman, lady, um, she's not a girl, I presume. Uh, she played that many years, but um, she, if I'm not mistaken, we'll find out here in a little bit. Um, she went to school, worked, played for 18 years, 16 years, something, and, uh, and still made all the practices. And, man, I, I like it. Never met her, but I sure, sure like that, you know, so. That's the uh, that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited, and uh, you know, I wish I wish that every, I've got some of them. Don't get me wrong, I've got some of them, and I've got some that man, they don't realize how good they can be if they just would bear down, let go, quit making those excuses, be there, 
You know what I mean? All I can say is this. I look at playing like this. If I, if I decided to go play men's football, Lord knows I'm in nowhere near shape to play. But if I decided to go play, you can bet I'd be at every practice no matter what. Uh, if I had to take a different job, if I had to uh, change my job around or whatever, because I consider that serious enough to just like a business job, a business decision. And I want to do it to the best of my ability, you know. And I just I just can't understand for the life of me how anybody that's ever played sports, calls herself an athlete, coached and everything else, can be okay with not showing up for practice. I just I I can't wrap my uh, head around it, you know. And every every week, me and uh, Coach Mike Wallace, uh, of course, we talk about it a lot. Or we'll be sitting there in the truck, and my phone will vibrate. We just, you know, he'll grab most time and look. Cause it's usually somebody. You send the message why they can't be there, you know. I just I don't get it. So it's a it's a blessing if you get a player like this this Megan that uh, can make all those practices like that and uh, and still still hold a job or go to school or both. And like I said, I'm not sure uh, exactly what all. Uh, her situation is, but we're getting ready to find out here in about five minutes. So uh, we'll uh, we will find out. Uh, while we're waiting for her to call in, <laughs> since college football is over, I did break down and watch a couple of uh, NFL games this this past weekend, uh, and I picked home. I usually pride myself on being able to pick the winners, and I actually picked the two home teams in the AFC and the two away teams in the NFC. Of course, they were all close games, uh, but still, I only won one of those games, and that was that New England game. Um, Tennessee come down and first drive and scored a touchdown, and a lot of people thought the upset was on all that, but then they end up getting rowdy. Um, if you watch that Atlanta Philadelphia game, you got to you got to be shaking your head, wondering. Uh, you got the ball first and goal inside the nine yard line, and uh, you get one one play that's a positive play out of four um, to win the game. I, I don't know about that. Um, I did not get to see any of the Jacksonville Pittsburgh game. Um, but they apparently took it to them. But I did see the, the New Orleans Saints-Minnesota game. And uh, after the life of me, can't figure out what that defensive back uh, had in his mind or what he was trying to do. Um, now, I could be wrong. I don't exactly know, but it if, if I'm right, then all he had to do was let the guy make the catch, tackle him in bounds, or tackle him in the clock runs out. Uh, I don't know. He he never even touched him. That was the that was the craziest play I believe I ever seen, especially in the NFL. I mean, he never even touched him. So uh, all those games that the teams I picked lost were really really close games. So. 
Um, that means that uh, Minnesota is going to play Philadelphia, and uh, Jacksonville is going to play um, New England. So I'm going to take New England, and I'll, I guess Minnesota in that game. be the first time ever that a uh, team hosting the Super Bowl actually played in it. So um, that's that's crazy, but I believe they got a defense that's uh, better than what Atlanta had, and I believe they can slow Philadelphia down. So we'll uh, we'll see. But uh, I did hate to break down and watch some of it, but but I did. Also on the March thirty first. The USWFL is going to have the kickoff classic, and uh, it's going to have four games that day, one at 10 uh, a.m., one at 1 p.m., one at 4 p.m., one at 7 p.m. The Warriors were really looking forward to that. If uh, nothing don't change, the 10 a.m. game is going to be Detroit Pride against the Fayetteville Fierce. one o'clock, North Florida Pumas against Trout City Thunder. Uh, Four p.m., Capital City Savage against Hampton Roads Lady Gators. And at seven p.m., the Houston Heat is going to take on the Washington Prodigy. Um, now, all that's not 100% confirmed right now, but uh, pretty much so we think. So, really looking forward to that date. I'm telling you, we're. We're itching and busting at the seams here. It seems like the off season has been forever, and it really hasn't been. So we're uh, we're about to die here to get in on some action, and that's why I wanted to set up a scrimmage as early as I could. But uh, a, really, a, you know, joint practice is more or less what it is. But you know, any time play the opponent, a different opponent at the scrimmage, so. Um, I wanted to get one of them set up as early as I possibly could, you know, to just to help line up against other people. The run plays against defense that you don't know, and you know, an offense, an offense you don't have a clue what they're going to do. And, um, so it, it's always good for you, you know. Of course, you you want to be able to say at the end of it that you did pretty good. You did some great things and. Uh, maybe put the ball in the end zone a bunch and held them out a bunch and uh, get some momentum. But it's not the end of the world either way, you know. So a lot of people think, oh, man, you went there and you got beaten a scrimmage. Well, you know what? It's going to be the type of deal that we're going to play everybody and move personnel around. And, you know, that's another thing. We, we, we've got a bunch of girls playing certain places that we think they're going to fit in, but once you get live competition that don't know the plays, um, you really get to evaluate your talent more than you do just in practice. So we're going to move a lot of girls around, um, play them at different positions, and, um, you know, like I said, clearing 40 offensive plays. Um, We're going to do – move them around a lot, change it up. So – I think we got Miss Megan Garza Glass on the line. Hello, Megan. Hello, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks for being on the show tonight. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, uh, I was talking to Miss JC there, and she was telling me 
you played uh, for several years. How many years did you play? Um, <laughs> I think it was almost about 13. No, hold on. Let me think. I got to think for a second. You're making my brain. Um, I think it was about 18 because I'm almost 40 and I started in my 20s. So um, it was about 18 years and um, – God, that's a long time. Uh, I didn't realize how many yeah. how many That's it. Um, years were a lot of fun, ain't it? Oh yeah. Well, who yeah. who did you who did you play for? Um, I played for several teams actually. I started out um, in California and played for the Sacramento Sirens. Um, I then moved out here and played for the Houston Energy. At that time, they were in a sp- uh, a fall league. So I basically played one whole year of football. I got off of a spring league and came right out here to Houston and played in a fall league. Um, the following year, they switched to a spring league. So I played – actually, I think it was for the energy – no, that was correct. But the following, that following year, that was their last season in that league when, that, when I came out here and played fall ball. Um, and then I played for the Houston Cyclones. Um, and then I went back to the energy and then I played for the Houston power. Um, and that's where I finished up playing. I played for the Houston power, I think for six years or seven years. Um, and I played for the Houston energy for a couple of years and then the cyclones one year and then the sirens for three years or more. Um, so when I was on the sirens, we, uh, got, well, I, on the team, they got several championships. So when I played for them, we got two championships. Um, and then when I came out here, we went to the championships with um, with the Houston Energy, but we did not win. And then we went with the Cyclones and did win. So um, I have three championship rings, and I played in four All Star um, games. So. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. Did uh, Did you ever play with Laura Cantu? Uh, yes, I did. She was the quarterback of the Houston um, Energy when I played for the Energy. Yeah, well, now, uh, I had her on the show uh, back in July, I think, and maybe August there. Uh, was Now, was she a rookie at that time? I remember talking about taking over a, as quarterback because somebody got hurt. She was but like 16 years old at the time. Yeah, she started out. She, I think that was maybe her second or third season when I joined the, the energy that she was just starting out as quarterback. Right. Well, a big a big topic around women's football, and, and I want to ask you, you played for that many years and that many teams. How many, on the average of those teams you played for, how many times a week did y'all average practicing? Um, we would do, so when I was on um, the Sirens, it was a little bit more disciplined um, in a California team because we did have coaches that did, coach high school ball, so they're a little bit more disciplined. So we would practice Tuesday, Thursdays, and sometimes, you know, in preseason we'd practice Saturdays or we'd have special team Saturdays. Um, out here, you know, when we did conditioning, we do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. But once the season started, we just would do Tuesday, Thursdays, and then your games would be on Saturdays. Right. Now, how many uh, how many of those days did, did, did you make? Um, almost all of them. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm someone that you know I I actually broke my arm in one of the starting games towards the end of my career. Um, I broke it on a Saturday. I had surgery on a on a Tuesday and left basically the operating table and and at the time 
I, I was like, take me to the field because we had practice. So I wasn't going to practice, but I need to see my team. And then, um, you know, I was back to practice by Thursday and played in the game, just kicking on that Saturday. So, um, you know, when when you're dedicated to it, you got to be dedicated to it. You got to show up because you, you're not going to learn anything if you're, if you're sitting at home. Well, that's our biggest thing here, and that's that's the biggest topic. And um, I lose a lot of girls every year, or a lot of them don't even. They'll show up and won't come back, or once they talk to me, they don't never show up because. Let me tell you something. I, I'm big on practice. If you can't make practices, you better have a dang good reason, you know. And and you, just exactly what you said, you cannot learn anything at home. I don't care who you are. You cannot learn anything at home. The best players don't show up for practice. The players behind them will catch up to them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really big on that. And uh, I, I heard that, you were, you know, you made a lot. Uh, of those practices, and did you you had a job and maybe went to school and all that? Yeah, I did. I did both. I basically got my bachelor's. I've always worked two or three jobs. Um, I've worked a graveyard job and a daytime job, and go to school. Um, and I didn't have a car, and I'd ride my bike to practice. So, um, and then I get off of practice and go go to work. Um, I worked at a, a residential program, and then I get off of work and go to my other job and then go to school and then go to practice. So um, that that was just part of it. I, I learned I learned quickly that I could work on the nights I had practice, but I couldn't work the nights, graveyards the nights before practice, because otherwise by the time I got to that, that, fo- that following evening, I was too tired. But if I got off practice and went straight to work, then I could do work a graveyard then. But no, I've I've always I got my bachelor's, my master's, and now I'm working on my PhD. And obviously, um, I have a little one and I have my own business, so I'm doing a lot more things now. And I I haven't played um, these past two seasons since I had my little one. But um, I've always I've always made every job and all my classes in school, you know, revolve around football because that's what I wanted to do, um, and made that that part of my life. And it and it really wasn't until I I kind of stopped doing it that I realized one, how long I had done it and I really did enjoy it, but how much more time I actually had to try to do some other things. But I mean, it's, it's important. You have to be there because you have to be a leader to your team. And when we were on the sirens and that's the team I started out on, that's what they taught us. They taught us that we didn't have to, we signed in and took role, but you, you was a privilege to be at practice because, you know, I I practiced next to Julie Witcher and and a, a lot of people that, that, we played USA football and, you know, those first, first people out there, you know? Um, so, I mean, some of those things are like really important in this. If you, you don't go there, then you don't, you don't move up. You're just a rookie. And then you step in as you go and you grow, you become, you know, the leader, you become the head of the team, you know, and that's important, you know? So, and, and it's always teaching the ones below you and, in advancing women's football. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's my my biggest thing I'm, I'm telling you is, is being at practice all the time. And But, you know, and I just said this when I was jabbering before you come on. If you want to do something bad enough, you'll figure out a way to do it. Just like you working that job, going to school, riding a bike, practice. I mean, you had every... You had every reason in the world probably not to be able to make practice, but you did because you wanted to because not only did your coaches instill in you that it was important, but you thought it was important as well, and that's why you 
played for as many years, won three championships, and went to four all-star games. And, and you know, it, it just drives me crazy because we we actually just uh, started a little thing on our team called the Dirty 30 Club, and that's all the girls I have that's over 30. And those are the ones that are dedicated, not more than everybody, but for the most part, they are. And here I've got girls that are 16, 17, 19, and 20 that are in the worst shape of anybody on the team. And these girls just didn't get started till around 30, some of them after 30. The one that's going to be on here tonight is playing her second year, and she's like 33 or 34, would have loved to have known and been able to play. You know, and that just, that's the kind of stuff that just drives me crazy. Oh, I didn't have a ride, or I couldn't do this, and I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? And here you had every excuse. You know, I don't know. There's not many of my girls that would ride a bike to practice, you know. <laughs> so that there is a few, but you know what I'm saying. That That is dedication, and that's really wanting to play uh, because most of them are lying to that guitar. Um, so that's the you know that's the kind of stuff that that I really that I really like and and when I was talking to JC she was telling me about it and I said yes I love that kind of um, you know dedication so on on I know we ain't got much time you have to go but on most of those teams now the Sacramento I guess those coaches were sort of uh, hardcore and I, I like it don't get me wrong I love it. But on the other teams that wasn't as hardcore, on the average, how many players did you have and how many made it to practice? <laughs> maybe nine, ten. Some days we'd have maybe 15. But, you know, you usually had your core eight that would come. You know, and, and some of that starts from the top down. I mean, they would sometimes, you know, if they had a player that was somewhat good enough and just showed up to the game with their gear – and they may not have seen them all season, they'd let them play. And so I think that kind of just set a precedent to some of those girls that they didn't have to show up. But then when you get on the field with the defense, you're trying to run coverage, and you got people in the wrong places doing the wrong thing, it doesn't work. So, you know, it, you know and it's, it's part of it that, you know, it's not a lot of people, they, they tell me, you, sh- you should coach, you, you should coach. And I say, well, the reason why I'm not going out to football right now is not because I'm not, in shape to play. I'm back in my best shape of my life right now. It's because going out and putting in all that dedication and only having five, six girls show up wasn't wasn't something that I was, you know, and to get on the field, I'm going to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt on a game anymore than the next person. So, you know, there, there wasn't that much, you know. There wasn't that many people showing up, and I, I really think that starts with the leadership. You know, you'd have you'd have a few of your rookies that were really interested, and then you'd have a few of your core veterans, and that would be the same people, you know, handful, 10, 11, 12, maybe 15, max 18 that would show up. How many, how many players did they have on those teams like that you're talking about, 9 or 10 showing up? On, on game day, you would see about 28, 30 people. So they had 30 on the roster. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, first of all, showing up and getting the uniform won't work here. Uh, I can I can assure you that that would that would not fly here. Um, I'm gonna tell you, we we've changed each year. I keep a log every practice I have of who makes it, who leaves early, who's late, who's not there. 
if they're don't if they're hurt, they don't practice. Oh, I keep a log with all that. And each year we're gaining on the uh, amount of players that uh, you know are showing up. And I'm gonna give you an example. Like we only got 20 on our roster right now. And this past weekend was the lowest we've had at practice, and we had 14 there. And two of them lived in Nashville, which is 300-some miles away, and they got snowed in, and they couldn't come. Two of them were hurt and uh, injured and didn't show up. One of them uh, was out of town, and I'm, I'm not real sure. I'd have to think who it was, but you know what I'm saying? We're we're gaining. We're at 75% right there. Um, you know, we have been up there. The other fractions around 85, 90%. So, you know, it's sort of the kind of thing for me is we got a scrimmage here on the 27th. Well, we've had four sort of mandatory practices leading up to the 27th. Depending on how many of those practices you come to, it's going to be how much you play. You know what I'm saying? And if you only make one of those out of the four, uh, there ain't no use in you even come. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're yeah. we're serious about it. And, I mean, I know people say, well, that's why you don't have any players. But if they don't show up for practice, do you really have them anyway? Correct. You know what I'm saying? They get there on game day. They don't know what's going on. They don't have the play. Every single time I got hurt when I played football was from one of my own players. I never got hurt playing by another player. It was always one of my own players. So yeah. you're exactly right when you said that. You don't want to take the field, and, and anybody don't want to get hurt, but you especially don't want to take the field with a bunch of people who don't know what's going on. And that's exactly what you get when they don't show up for practice. So if they don't show up, you don't have them anyway, you know. So um, that's that's the kind of thing that, that we're trying to work on here uh, as well as get more players. I mean, I, I definitely want more players, but, you know, most time when they hear hear me talk about being dedicated and committed, it just, that's, that's sort of what turns them away, you know. They oh well, I'm gonna have to make the practice. Well, I don't know. Yeah, so um, you know, so I and I know I don't know you, but I I can honestly say that uh, I love your work ethic and you know everything um, showed me. You know, not only are are you a winner in football, you're you're a winner in life. I can just tell it in your voice. You know, that you take pride in everything you do, and that that's as much for me as it is anything, that if these, if these girls are going to play, why why do they not take pride and say, I'm going to play, I'm going to be there? Correct. So, you know, that's the, that's the kind of – Whoops, are you there? Are you there? Uh, I, oh, know I'm I, here. I know we're – we're out of time almost for you. She said you'd have me about 15 minutes. Uh, I really do appreciate you calling in. I've got one one more thing to ask you. If you had any advice for these girls that play that might be listening, what, what would you tell them? Don't take it for granted. I mean, there's so many older women that 
I know that are in their their fifties and maybe early sixties that that wanted to play and didn't get the chance, and that there's so much more up and coming. I mean, with the female coaches and things like that, there's you dream it, it can happen. So don't give up on your dream, and if you work hard enough, it'll happen. So you know, even if you have one or two people show up to practice, you get your work in. It doesn't matter. You still are a team, and you do the best you can with what you got. You know, and and you rely on your team members, but don't don't take it for granted because every season is a new season. Because some of those people will retire, and you'll get new people that come on and things like that. So to always cherish when you're out there. You know, don't take it for granted. The people that come before you and the people that can come behind you, pass that on to them. But also, you know, play for the ones that weren't able to play. Well, I couldn't have said it no better. Well, Megan, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk with us and good luck with your business and your, uh, your little one and all that. And uh, maybe sometime we'll see you on the football field or somewhere around it. Yeah, thank you so much. Anytime. All right, thank you. All right, you have a good night. Uh, you too. All right, I think we got uh, Junior Gendelsperger on. Junior, are you there? Hey, Coach. Hey, how you doing? All right, how are you doing? I'm good. All right, I'm all, we'll just jump right into this. Um, I don't know if you got to hear any of the last conversation with Miss Megan Garza Glass there, but uh, she's uh, she's like 40. Did you hear it? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, she's like 40 and said she played for 18 years and won three championships and went to four All-Stars, and, and I know – um, you know, we talk about it all the time. You're just relishing the moment that we're living in now because you just found out um, last year after the season started. But how how old were you, or, or uh, can you remember back when uh, you actually started watching football? Well, um, I'd say growing up in Pittsburgh, uh, ever since uh, I can remember watching TV, we always uh, come home after church and uh, – Turn the turn the game on and watch the Steeler games, and I'd watch Pitt games with my dad and Penn State games, and so football's always been part of my life as far as watching it, as far as I can, as long as I can remember. Right. Well, you know, and that's that's the thing. That's sort of like Jennifer here. Um, you know, me and her got together. It was, I mean. One of our, the when we got married, a guy give us. She's a big Peyton Manning fan. In case you didn't know, um, she went to watch him one play one game at UT and uh, was hooked. She went to school at uh, when she's in high school and was hooked. And actually, a friend of ours uh, for our wedding gift gave us tickets to the Titans and Colts game in Nashville and. Uh, we went to that went to that game, and then she really hooked from there. But she wanted to play, you know, wanted to play. And sort of like you, we didn't even have a clue there was any teams around. And so we wasted, a, um, I'm going to say, shoot, 10, 10 years, or she wasted 10 or 12 years. She could have been playing if we just, you know, they'd had the research and stuff out there they have now. Uh, she could have been playing, and you know, sort of like you. So, what what does it meant for you to find a team to play on now? 
Um, it's something I never expected. Uh, it was a almost like a dream come true. I've always wanted to to play football. Um, never did, you know. Would play in the front yard with my brother and and things, but we never, you know, never got the opportunity. So I I couldn't believe it when I found out that we had a a team. Uh, when I found out last year that we had a team here in this area, and um, so I was really excited to to be a part of that. Right. Well, I sure wish we'd have got to you long before we did. Um, now, most everybody that's around here that's listening, they know that you're a real humble person. Uh, some of these people out here that, that don't know you um, don't know that. But what has really uh, inspired you so much to put in the, the off-season hard work that you did? Uh, well, I I know for me, like being part of a team, um, I, I love sports, I love competition, um, I love being now part of a team again, something like this that's new, um, so that's exciting, but I know for me personally, if I can make myself better, um, that's going to help the team, and I want to do what's best, um, and so whatever little part that I can play, uh, that's that's in my head, if I can run just, you know, uh, run the ball better or, you know, just any, any little bit, um, that's going to, that's going to help my team. So any, any off work or off season work that I do, I'm trying to get in better shape, you know, being over 30. Um, I know I need to do that to help my team. Um, and, and making those practices and making just as, um, meaningful, uh, and, you know, every rep that I get trying to make that, game-like situation when I'm when I'm working out in the gym, you know, trying picturing like each exercise, thinking, okay, how what kind of movement is this going to help me better in in a game and things, and I just do some of that visualization and things just to just to try to prepare myself, and and ultimately it's just a it's just that goal of of helping this team that I'm fortunate to be a part of, so I know that's a that's something um, that I feel blessed about is is being part of this, so I just want to try to give back and do what I can. Well, you, can you just, uh, I mean, you, you know, you, I mean, you talk about different, you know, scenarios and things, first one thing another, but can you just imagine had you known when you were Brooks age, you know what I'm saying? Had you known <laughs> about football with the drive you have now with the work ethic you have now and the and the want to be the best player on the team. Uh, I mean, not that you would ever say that, but in your in your working out in your mindset, that that's every player's goal, I promise you. You would never have to tell me that for me to know it. Just by because I know how you are. But can you just imagine if you're you're over you're in the dirty thirty club if you were in the, the under twenty club, you know, what would man, can you I can't describe what it would be if those girls would rise to the occasion that you girls in that dirty thirty club do. You know, that just it really makes me sad and it's like Megan said before, you know, it 
they had 30 on their roster and only get nine or ten at practice. You know, me and you talk about that a lot, and I say, you know, what's bad is I want to get everybody there. You know, I'm not happy by getting 75% there. But we're really ahead of the curve of most teams, you know what I'm saying? But we mm-hmm. have to be. But we we have to be. I mean, people don't understand when you have so many green new people you have to stay ahead of that curve. You have to stay on top. One little slip up of Turkey not being at practice, key role players, uh, and you're in trouble. You know, and I think when we lost that game last year, of course it was your first game. I mean, you just made one practice and went, and you did a great job. But I think you've seen at that point, you know, of course you've seen us at our worst, but at that point we had – we didn't take all our players, like three or four starters didn't go. Um, then three or, uh, three of the starters that did go got sick. I mean, so you know what I mean? It's, if they have this mindset that you have and working hard, going through these scenarios, you know, setting up in your mind, hey, what well, move would I need to make this guy in this gap? or this girl's in this gap, and, and if they cut me off here and there, I promise you, there's probably not but two, maybe three other players on our team think like that. I promise you. I ain't going to name them, but I know who they are. Um, but that that's amazing, and I'm going to tell you, that's what's, that's what's taking you to the next level. And, uh, you know, when you get teammates that start seeing that, that that's what's really good. Um, so, we, everybody out there don't know, but I'm going to go ahead and tell them um, last year that you were the defensive MVP of the championship and uh, defensive rookie of the year for the Thunder. What I know you're a humble person. You wouldn't even hardly talk about it or take them. But in reality, what, what did that really mean to you, um, not being able to play something that you loved your whole life and watched and then, you know, when you actually get to play and then in those bigger games and then on a championship team to win those awards, what what did it really mean to you? Well, I was uh I was pretty shocked. I don't I don't know that I that I deserved it. It was nice to get that. Um I uh I appreciated that. I I just I don't know. I just I wanted to work as hard as I could in that game and throughout the season. And I, I love playing defense. I love playing offense. But um, so I don't know. Just working hard for every uh, every play. Um, but that was it was an it was a nice honor. But I was I was very surprised about it. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, it was well deserving too. I mean, um, that's one thing. I mean, if anybody knows me and I had and I was uh I ain't the one that made the total decision but I had a big part in that decision and, and I'm not one to give out stuff it's not deserved, I promise you. I don't I don't believe in everybody getting a trophy. I don't believe I believe hard work pays off and that's when you get rewarded for it. And uh you know that's that's definitely you and and that's what you stand for. So and and we all know that you're a humble person, but what are what are some of your goals for this year? Um, I I'd like to personally. I'm trying to work on you know on offense, trying to um, 
see the holes better while I'm running the ball. Um, try to learn the game better um, on defense, trying to read, uh, maybe be able to predict what the next play could be or where they might go with the ball. Um, just trying to, to learn the game of football a little bit better. I mean, you watch it, you know, growing up and things, but I don't, I don't know it um, as well as I would like to. Um, I'd like to be faster and, uh, you know, make more touchdowns and, and things, things like that. Those are some of my, some of my goals. Obviously, getting another national championship is is on there, and I want to do my, do my best to help my team do that. Right. Well, you know, we one of the big things and the main topic tonight with um, having Megan on there and you on there is here on here is is about um, you know making practices. And I've got a couple questions earlier that I. Uh, sent in that I'll we'll answer in a little bit, and they're about practice. And you know, you know, I'm I'm big on practice. That's one thing I that I preach all the time. And it's like that girl said, and she's not even a coach; she's a player. And she point blank said, "You cannot learn if you're not there." Bottom line, I didn't have to say it; she said it. I was thinking mm-hmm. it. And I'm always thinking it, and you know that. Um, everybody yeah. knows that. Um, and that's what, and I'm okay. That's why, not that I'm a great coach or I'm the greatest person ever. It's because we do. I harp on that, and we get people at practice, and we run these reps. And when it comes down to it, we don't get in a situation where we're not familiar because we we've practiced it. And and I'm a firm believer in that. So. Um, you know, it's she, and if you, I don't know again if you heard the whole conversation, but you know, she said she had uh, worked and worked nights so she could play, and uh, uh, had her went to school, didn't have a car, and rode a bike to practice. And uh, I know you teach school, and you got and drive a school bus for the school, and do uh, I guess haul the ball teams or field trips or I'm not exactly sure what you call it. But it's 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 a lot for you and and you're busy. So how do you you know, how do you juggle all that and find time to to make the uh make it to practice? Um, yeah, I agree with uh with what Megan had said earlier and it's just I mean, it is a priority. I've made a priority. I I think it comes back on me not taking it for granted because I didn't have this growing up. And so I want to take advantage of every opportunity. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get an injury, but I know that that could happen. Um, so I just want to do, you know, make every effort that I can to be there um, for whether it's practice or games. Um, uh, I, I know I need the repetitions. Uh, you know, that's where I can make mistakes where I can learn or, you know, just whatever, but it's a, just making that effort of its priority. Yes, it might be freezing cold some of these weekends, but um, I know if I'm not there, that's that's not going to do the team good, and that's not going to do me good. So um, just just be there. Um, it's it, get something out of it. Make it purposeful. You, I mean, if you're there and you're working hard, it's it's gonna it's gonna make a difference. So. Well, well, that just goes, and that's right here. Something else is, I'll guarantee you, there's you've not showed up at any practice that you didn't leave there learning something new or figuring out something helpful for that's going to help you along the way. You know, yeah. whether it, you know what I'm saying, and that's why, yeah. and I'm and I'm 
and I'm being honest here. That's why that year, right now, and and it's not just me saying it. Your your own teammates are saying it. Is man, she she's way ahead of us, and that's why. And I'm telling you, that is why because you put in the work, not only on the field but off the field. And when you put in that work off the field. You, you put your mind and your body in situations like, you know, imagine that. I know it's crazy, but you know what? And that's a, that's a good thing. Um, we talk about, you know, when, look, we don't have a bunch of players, and most of them get there, but even if most of them get there, we only have enough to run one side of the ball. So a lot of times we have to say, hey, just imagine if somebody was there. And most of these girls can't imagine that, you know. So just you being able to imagine those situations uh, that you might be in, I, I promise you, are are making you better. You know, and and that, so that that's uh, that's un, unbelievable that that you can do that. Like I say, you not only been an inspiration to the. Uh, the coaches, but to your teammates as well, and and uh, you know it just goes to show really that the hard work does pay off, and it don't matter um, how old or how young you are. I'm a firm believer you get out of something what you put in it. Um, I know you're like Jennifer, and you can't stand Tom Brady, uh, but the guy's 40 years old, and then in, in the NFL, that's you know what I mean. That's sort of ancient, yeah. and. Uh, He's still doing it at the highest level. And, uh, you know, I, I dare say that nobody's going to outwork him. You know, not only has he had a great coach, but they probably nobody going to outwork that guy. And that that's a, a testament to the way he plays and, and the way you play. And, and, and Jennifer, you know, making all these practices. And, and uh, you know, she, like me just talking the other day, she knows a lot about, where the plays and stuff are going to be. Well, she benefits from, she don't want to hear me all the time, but, you know, we talk all the time watching football. And it's hard, I'm going to tell you something, people don't realize, and I didn't either. When I had a one favorite player, which was Dan Marino, I actually had two, Dan Marino and Earl Campbell, all I did was watch those two. Didn't know anything else that went on around them. And, once they retired, um, uh, we followed the Colts when they played there in Denver. But when you don't have a favorite player, you watch those whole games. You watch every aspect of that game, and you start to get those tendencies of watching the, the formation they line up in. Well, you know, now that Peyton's not playing and Jeff really don't even have a favorite player, I guess J.J. Watt would be it. Uh, but we, you know, we watched that, and I quizzed her on that stuff. Um, and, you know, that really helped her in in those situations. And, and I think uh, once, uh, I mean, you talked about it, I think once you start watching these games like that and watching film and um, when we go to these 12, just like two next weekend, uh, we go to that scrimmage, that's going to be a good uh, training tool for you to you know, watch how they line up. They, I promise you, if you think about it, most most of the teams we're going to play won't line up but probably three formations, mm-hmm. you know. And so 
they won't have they won't have the four or five plays out of each formation. They'll have a play sheet over two or three pages long. They probably won't use but ten plays out of the whole game. You know what I'm saying? So you start watching that, and that's the kind of stuff that's going to help you. And you know that's the kind of stuff that when you're younger and get and get to play, and you know, like Brooks, she's she's been in that high school organization over there. You know, can you imagine that being coached by <laughs> those guys practicing every single day, sitting in that film studies with those guys? And I know when I played, they just run it backboard, backboard, backboard. Anything you did bad, you watched it a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? But that's mm-hmm. how you learn. And uh, so you, you're definitely um, on the right track, and, and uh, we all appreciate you hard work and stuff, and I know it's going to pay off for you. It already is, and uh, um, we're looking forward to um, a great a great year here. I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked her when she got off. Um, what would you say to all these people that, you know, that, that out there that might be playing or, or might not be playing that sort of halfway into it, halfway not, or on the fence, or, you know, just make just enough practices to stay on the team. What what would be your message to them? Uh, I mean, I I don't know if I could say it better than what Megan said earlier, but, uh, I mean, just to echo what she said that – you know, take it, take advantage of it. Don't, don't take it for granted. Um, the opportunity that you have now that, that people haven't had um, in years past. And, um, and if it's an age issue, you know, that don't take that for granted either, just because you're young, you know, um, just make, make it meaningful, make, make every practice meaningful, um, do your team um, justice by, you know, uh, helping them out doing, doing the best that you can. So, but, um, you know, you're going to make your team better by making yourself better. So work on that and, you know, worry about yourself. Um, and that can, that can ultimately help your team out and make them better, but just don't take it for granted. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say besides that. Yeah. Well, you're, you're right on it. And I'm going to tell you something. It's just like you said earlier, or she said, you might have to about getting injured or hurt. Let me tell you something. Anything, anything we know, period, in life can be taken away from you just as easy as it was given to you. So don't take it for granted. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it, put your heart into it, put your soul into it, and, uh, you know, do it. Give it 100%. I promise you, either, you know, I always look at it this way. You're either all in or you're all out. There's no in between for me. Um, If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all in or I'm not even going to do it. Because doing something halfway, you're only getting half effort out of it. You're only putting half in, you're getting half out of it. And if you're if you're a winner, getting half out of something, don't cut it, you know. So um, I, I don't, I'm not, don't believe in that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, um, this is really having this, women's football team and it ain't just women don't get me wrong we uh this men's semi-pro is worse but having this women's football team man has really humbled me and calmed me down a bunch of 
I, I mean, I just literally, when we first started this team, I went crazy because we couldn't get players and couldn't keep them. And everybody said, well, you run them off. Well, you know, what are you running off? You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to let some players show up tell me, well, I'm going to come today and I'm going to come next week. King will see me the game. And I'm going to do this now. That ain't the way it works there. The, the, the tail don't wag the dog here. You know, and uh, we, that's just the way it is. We want to do things right. And and definitely, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't have to tell you that. You already know it because you're that type of person. And I can tell them when they come up. And I can tell when somebody gives me a BS excuse or it's really, you know what I'm saying, a, a true uh, true reason. So, uh Oh, Junebug, I'm, I'll let you go. Hey, I really, I really do appreciate you coming on here, talking with us tonight. I know it's uh, out of your comfort zone, but uh, it, you know, it, it's we need, honestly, we need uh, girls, more girls uh, like you and Megan in in women's football that really, um, you know, take it serious. And I mean, there's a lot of them out there. I don't want to exclude anybody, but just because I had you two on here um, that really take it serious, don't take it for granted, want to be the best, uh, want to put in the hard work. Um, you know, that's just something that's unheard of um, in, in women's football, and it really does mean a lot to me. I know how bad, um, you know, this is your cup of tea and stuff, but you did a great job, and I appreciate you coming on here and appreciate the hard work you do for our team. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for having me on. You bet. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, thanks. All right, that was Miss Junior Gendelsperger. Um, for those who don't know her, she's she's become a a really uh, really good player for us. Um, she joined the team. Last year, I think after our second game, and made a practice on a Thursday that we was just in, uh, wasn't in any kind of equipment, and went through a few plays and um, showed up and on a Thursday and went to play a game with us on Saturday and, and had an impact right off the bat. Matter of fact, I think I gave her um, a game ball or she was a player of the game. Um, that's that's the kind of player she is, and she hasn't looked back since. And those who know her know she's just real humble, and and it really um, was out of her comfort zone to to get her on here. And I've been trying forever, and um, because we need um, people like that to be the spokesperson for women's football. Um, I asked a lot of our girls on the team, and they won't come on. And um, you know, they they need to come on. They need to represent these these girls that show up all the time, put in the hard work, and uh, they're the ones that you want out here being the face of your program. They're the ones that you want uh, everybody hearing, and uh, when they see see the team, they want to see those people that represent you well. That you know. Uh, that's got your back. If if she calls me, says, "Hey, I can't be there," I I don't have to question it because, like I said earlier, she is, she drove from Pennsylvania uh, a day early just to make a 
uh, an off-season workout that really didn't have that much impact just because she wanted to get better. And I can't say enough for how much I appreciate that. Um, there's so many, so many excuses and so many reasons why, and, you know, and to get players like that. And like I said, we've got a few um, that that think that way, and it's it's a blessing. And uh, those are the type of players that that you need. You know, I, I'm just. I don't know. It just—it's sad to think that uh, women's football, when people want to know why it won't grow, well, I think you're hearing uh, when you hear these women get on here, uh, like Miss May in there. She played for that many years, and you know, probably one team really um, held her foot to the fire. I, I just think that that's. Uh, I think that's going to be a continued problem because any anybody can have a team. And, and like you say, if you'll show up on Saturday and wear that uniform, then, then they're going to let you play. And I don't know. I just – I'm not for it. And uh, I don't think anything good uh, becomes all of it. But uh, anyway, anybody can just – have a team and and do what they want, and that's that's the product you're seeing at a at a lot of these levels. So uh, anyway, my congratulations and my hats off to those two young ladies for the job they did and and uh, still doing whether it's in football uh, or not. Um, I know it takes a lot when you know when you're busy to to really bear down and and. Uh, do something you love, but it, it's all about. And I've preached it a million times. It's all about priorities, you know. So it's uh, and putting your team. Where do you rank your team and that kind of stuff? So um, we'll uh, we'll move to these questions. And like I said, they're right on what we're talking about tonight. And uh, see uh, see if I can answer these. I've been thinking about it since I got it. And Stacy sent these in. First one says, what has been the most common excuse players don't show up for practice? Uh, you know, uh, I, a lot of them, you know, uh, sick or I had to work or, you know, and that kind of stuff. And what what gets me is, being they brought this up, is like I said, we'll sit down with these majority of our players. I mean, we take the majority is what you have to go by. If the 14 I got out of 20 show up every single day, those are the 14 I'm going to listen to, not the six that show up every now and again. Now, those six might get mad if they want to do something, be part of that 14 club. But my my biggest thing is, and I've heard this, Stacy, uh, all kinds of times, I had to work tonight. I I didn't get out of work in time. Well, most of the time we used to practice when uh, before we used to practice Tuesday, Thursdays, and uh, on the one day a weekend or on a Tuesday or Thursday and Saturday and Sunday. Um, so before I'd say, hey, all right, I need you to make these practices if you're going to play. When I can't make the Tuesday practice because I work. But now I can make every one of those Thursday practices and weekend practices because I'm off those days. 
Well, guess what? They'll make about one Tuesday or Thursday practice, or one Thursday practice because they didn't work. They worked on Tuesday. Then the next week, all of a sudden, you don't hear nothing from them. See, see them, then you find out. Oh, well, I, I had the words. Well, really? I, I mean, I thought you, thought you said you didn't work on those days. Oh, well, I got called in. And, I mean, you know, it's it's the top deal, I, I promise you. <clears throat> All the girls that have did this on the Tri-Cities Thunder for the past three years, coming on four years, that have, have just floated on the verge of getting run off the team or not, can just thank their lucky stars that we don't have 40. Because I wouldn't put up with it for, for one minute. It, it, it drives me crazy. It slows you down. Um, you, every day you have to re uh, go over the same thing you went over the day before and the day before that. You're just slowing your team down. And you know what? It's. it's if you want to catch up, you've got to put in extra work, either before practice or after practice. You know, they ain't got time to slow down and wait on you because you miss for whatever reason. I mean, ever people get sick every day. I've seen some of these girls out there practicing uh, sick, can't hardly talk, or anything else. You know, and that's those two things, uh, work and, and sick, are the I'd say the two most common uh, things I hear. Um, now, the next question is, do you think changing your starting time to 30 minutes later would have a better turnaround for practice? Well, now, like right now, uh, we're having um, our, our mandatory practices on Sundays right now. Um, the time is still not changed. And uh, on here on the East Coast, if you're, I'm not sure where you're from, so... Um, it don't stay daylight very long at all. Uh, we practice on Sundays because that's where we can get the majority of girls. Some of them go to church, so we start our practice at 1.30. Uh, we're usually done by 4.30 or 5. It gets dark right now here on the East Coast at 5.30. Um, so we really can't go much later and and get it done. Now, on Thursdays, we have workouts for the, basically, for anybody that can make it, I'm not excluding anybody, but we have a lot of girls that play that live out of town, some of them two or three hours away, and uh, they can't make it down here for a Thursday practice. And right at the moment, uh, we're doing that at 4 o'clock because, like I say again, it gets dark at 5.30. So we at least been getting an hour to hour and a half work out in, and it's, and it's really helped us now. Yeah, that slowed us down. We usually get about eight at that workout. <clears throat> so that's not too bad considering um, I've got two girls that live in West Virginia. I've got uh, two that live in Nashville, got one that lives in Asheville, one that lives in uh, near Knoxville, um, one that lives in uh, Abingdon, Virginia. So we've got like seven girls that have to drive close to the minimum of an hour, some of them five hours, some of them three hours. So it's not likely that they're going to make a practice that's only going to last an hour and a half, and I don't expect them to. And they know that. We've talked about it. Uh, but what I do expect them to be at is the Sunday practice. If you're going to play, that's where I expect you to be. We usually go twice as long. Um, once the time changes, 
uh, and two, like right now, we can move it later. I can go to a place where there's lights, but when that sun goes down, like right now, it's really, really cold here. And, uh, you know, it, it's been cold enough at 4, 4 to 5.30, uh, much less stay until uh, making it 6 o'clock in the evening and staying at 8.30. So uh, once the time changes back here, uh, on the East Coast, then we'll probably, and that'll be not far after the time we start playing, then we'll start having our Thursday practices about 6 o'clock, and uh, they will go to about 8.30. Uh, we'll have light, and then it won't be near as cold, and uh, then we'll start getting more than, than those 8 there. So um, that's the best I can answer uh, those two questions. It's It's tough. Um, I know it seems like that we talk about practice and making practice a lot, but I, I promise you it's the key to success. You heard you heard Megan say that she's been part of women's football longer than I have. Uh, not football, but women's football. And, uh, you know, she's a player herself, and you heard her say it clearly. You know, whatever it takes, you've got to do it. You know, you've got to say, hey, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to prove to you there's nothing that can't be done if I want to do it bad enough. Uh, she's going to school, working, riding, didn't have a car, so she's riding a bike. I just can't, you know, I, I can hear it now. <laughs> I can hear it now. Some of these girls play press got brand new cars and still won't make it. So I can I can hear it now if, I had to, if they had to ride a bike. <laughs> To practice, so you know that's dedication. And and even though I don't know the girl, I I love that kind of work ethic. That means she really wants to play, and uh, really wants to be good. And um, sounds like she was, and and really helped her team. And that's what you girls out there listening. It don't matter if you play for me or somebody else. And and uh, if you're listening and, and you don't like me or the things I say. I promise you they're true. I'm not, I wouldn't say them if they wasn't. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches don't believe in, you know, in that, well, I'll just take whatever comes along. Um, well, I, I think you get the result out of that, you know, unless you take other teams players at the end of the year when their season's over, uh, if you just take players as they come, uh, and have not been to practice, you're not going to get very good results. So <clears throat> I think that's a, a good topic and a, a good point that we all touched on tonight was how important practice is. And then the junior, we call her June Bug, um, how, how she's made, you know, practice her number one priority. Um, after job and and that kind of stuff. Now I, I get. I know a lot of people probably mad saying, "Well, he he this my job," or saying I don't have to work or something. <clears throat> but I'm not. I'm just saying I work a job and and Jennifer works a job and Jenny works a job and and uh, Mike Wallace works a job and and uh, you know other people on the team work the job and we. So most of us find time to be there a hundred percent of the time. So there's if you want to do it bad enough, it can be done. Just don't make excuses. You heard them both. Don't make excuses. Don't take it for granted. Um, so um, that's that's the key 
for this conversation tonight. And, um, it's going to, you know, we're always going to continue to preach that around here. So um, we want to want to get that across to you. So um, everybody keep in mind, though, that uh, we're about to run out of time here. Everybody keep in mind that the uh, uh, USWFL inaugural kickoff is uh, going to be March 31st in Bristol, Tennessee, with four games that day, eight teams playing. No one team is going to play four games, to clarify that. There's going to be four games, one at 10 a.m., one p.m., one at 4 and 7 p.m. Uh, you can go on the website at uswfl.net and uh, check that out. And uh, I hope to see a lot of lot of people there. So uh, all you girls out there listening, if you play for other teams or you play for me, take everything that we talked about tonight to heart and uh, be be a leader for your team. We want to be the person that goes out there for that coin toss and and stands up in the locker room and talks or in the huddle or or all that. So uh, um, I want to thank JC Hawk Sports Network for uh, letting us on here tonight and uh, getting a hold of Megan Garza um, Glass for us. I think she knew her and uh, knew what she stood for. So thank you for that and. Uh, Thank you for having us on there. So, uh, uh, till next Tuesday, uh, y'all have a good night. Thanks.